Hey, App Growth community, welcome back to the App Growth Show, where we host mobile experts to unlock valuable and actionable insights on how you can grow your app. No matter where you are in your app growth journey, we are here to help you reach your mobile growth goals. Let's dive right into today's episode. Today, we are so excited to be joined by Eugene Vericchio, the CEO of Frankie Global. Frankie Global is a new experience app that connects local businesses and communities using creativity and innovation to take on traditional apps. Frankie acts as a guide for its users, allowing them to discover great places to eat, drink, and play through trustworthy video reviews created by your peers. Frankie lives by the motto, seeing is believing, and provides users with insights that are much more honest and trustworthy than your traditional written reviews. Get ready to learn more about the power of video reviews and social networking and how this technique has allowed Frankie to create a competitive advantage within their industry, leading to early success. Hello, this is Jennifer Sansone from App Growth Network, and welcome to another episode of the App Growth Show. Today is a really special day. Um, I'll be joined here uh, by Eugene, and he is from an awesome app called Frankie. And um, he's going to talk to us about this awesome app today. Eugene, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jennifer. And thank you to the App Growth Network for having me on. We're really excited um, to basically kick it off. Let's just start by, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about Frankie and this app and what it's all about. Sure, sure. Um, so a little bit about myself first. I mean, my background is sales and marketing. I'm the, the classic um, started on the shop floor within retail, uh, loved that environment, worked my way up to store management, um, was looking for different challenges. So I joined Nestle uh, and worked my up my way up through Nestle through sales predominantly, loved the selling process um, and played a number of senior sales role within Nestle before moving into media. And that's really where I got my passion for um all things technology, all things consumer focus. So my background in, in understanding customers really came from the shop floor all the way through Nestle and then small business really involved with small businesses through my time with um, PBL Media at the time, which is Australia's largest media company. We were bought out uh, on the magazine division by Bauer Media, so the world's largest magazine producer, which is where I really learned a lot about um Technology, technology. Our biggest challenge within Bow was to move away from traditional media and print being the predominant media channel for magazines into a more digital one. So again, that's where we really started to learn about digital and the power of video. Um, so when I moved on from there, I was really looking for an opportunity to start something new. I, I love to build things and a lot of my roles within Bauer across my um, area of sales and marketing and then operations, um, the big role that I had was transforming that business or leading the team to transform that business from a traditional media business into one that had more of a digital footprint. And that's really the thing that got me excited by looking for something to do within the technology space. How Frankie came about was actually an interesting story that I won't bore you with, but ultimately it really stemmed from the fact that we really didn't trust written reviews. Um, within my personal life and also within business life, I traveled a lot. And when you travel a lot, when you want to try and find a new restaurant in a place that you go to, it really is a bit of a minefield when you rely on written reviews of people that you don't really know or understand or trust. 
and some of them have got vendettas against places or some really, really like a place. So they'll give it a five-star review and others really, really hate a place. So you get a lot of one-star reviews. And the one thing that I found was it was difficult to work the way through a lot of those things online. So the concept of video, given where I came from and, and what I thought to myself was, if there's a way that you could really tap into a trusted friend. So if I asked you, Jennifer, you know, when you want to go to somewhere new, if you asked somebody up to recommend a place and you trusted them, then you would go by their recommendation. Whereas if you don't trust somebody, vis-a-vis -vis written reviews, you kind of go, well, would I really trust that place? Do I really know where I want to go? So we felt like we wanted to build a bit of a community where people could trust other people's reviews. And the only way you can really do that is to build a community. So Frankie really came about because we came up with the concept of a platform that allowed a community to share their video experiences. We wanted people to be real. We wanted them to be honest and we wanted them to be frank so hence the name Frankie so it really is a platform where people can share their video experiences and other people can look at those experiences to choose a place to go and eat drink or play fantastic um yeah I really like how you, you framed that of it's true you read a review but how honest is it you know are they getting paid like where where is this coming from so the the idea of trust and just um also you mentioned the power of video which obviously is and every, in every aspect of our lives, video is just really taken off and it's so important. Can you maybe talk a little bit more, um, delve into this concept more of the power of video and um, how these reviews really work in social networking and where do you see this going in the future, like in 2022? Yeah, no, a great, great question, Jennifer. Um, video, when I originally came on board, my role was predominantly around my sales and marketing background. So the concept was, was brought to me by um, a gentleman here in Australia. And he said, look, we've, we think there's a real opportunity here. My role was to really test the market. So I, I firmly believe that you have to put the customer at the center of everything you do. So we spent a lot of time really understanding whether there was a problem that needed to be solved. So just because I felt there was a problem and I talked to people and they go, yeah, you know what? That sounds like a great concept. The reality is if you're going to build something and invest the money that we've invested, there really needs to be a proven case. And we talk about the voice of the customer. So we did a lot of research on what the problem was that we're trying to solve for customers. And it really came back down to this trusted economy. Like, do we trust what we read on the internet? Do we trust reviews? Well, we don't really, we use them. A lot of people use written reviews, but they don't necessarily trust them. They take them with a grain of salt. Um, and again, I, I feel like that was the aha moment for us to say, well, you know what? Video doesn't lie. Video doesn't lie. And it's not about reviews per se. It's about people sharing their experiences because my perception of what I like is completely different to your perception, Jennifer, of what you like. I might want to find a place that's full and lively and got a great atmosphere. You might be focused on the food and what does the food look like? Or you might be focused on, you know what, I wonder if there's a lot of parking. I wonder if it's got great views. And all of that can be captured by the power of video. So when I talk about our aha moment as being people really want be able to trust what they're seeing, then as technology continued to advance, as mobile phone plans got cheaper and cheaper and became all encompassing, we knew that video was going to be consumed more and more. Something like 80% of all internet content by the year 2025 will be video content. People love to watch 
We're a little bit lazy. We love to watch as opposed to read. And my interpretation of what I like is completely different to yours. So being able to see a video of somebody's experience, being able to immerse yourself in the atmosphere of the place, to be able to see the food being served piping hot, to be able to see people enjoying themselves, or you might want to you might want to have a quiet place because you want to have a date with somebody. So to be able to see just how quiet and intimate a place is, seeing is believing is our tagline, and that's what video brings to the table. Yeah, that's great, um, and it's so true. Uh, video doesn't lie uh, unless you're you know, editing the video, but that's the beauty, right? Of these kind of in the moment, they're, they're live, they're real. Um, tell us, talk to us a little bit about the space in general. Are there uh, many competitors in the space that you're working in that Frankie's in? Um, so the directory space is quite crowded there. I mean, it's obviously you have Yelp that really kicked the trend off. I mean, Yelp um, came along, I don't 15, 17 years ago, and really replaced the yellow pages. That's how they got their name. Yelp is, is a short term for yellow pages as a directory. So where can I find somewhere to go? And that's how text-based reviews really took off. And I suppose that was limited by technology. People are seeing the power of video and there are a number of competitors um, launching in this space. Everybody's got a different angle. Um, but the biggest challenge that we all face is how you get people to share their experiences. One of the biggest insights that we got was to try not to ruin people's dining experience. When people share food in picture formats, it's pretty simple because you can take a couple of quick pictures and then you can get on with the rest of your night. The challenge with video is you, you're trying to capture a number of different shots and then you want to edit them all together. So that's been the biggest challenge that, that, people have found and some of our competitors are doing short sharp videos uh, other competitors are just doing pictures of the food and um, we feel like we've found a unique proposition with it with our business model because one of the things that we're doing is we realize not everybody wants to share their experience and we see three different stakeholders within our particular business model. The key for us is really nurturing a creator community. So we call these our Frankie locals and building um, our Frankie local program, encouraging them to be part of Frankie um, as the Frankie community. It's a platform for them. It's not Frankie per se saying we own the content. Creators all own their own content. And our business model is really built around sharing and rewarding the revenue that we will generate with our creators so they can build their own community. They're encouraged to actually get people to follow them, follow what they like, and communicate and engage with their own community. So that's what we're doing differently versus some of our competitors. And there's no doubt that we feel like a lot of people will wanna get into this space because video is gonna be the future. The challenge is it's not that easy to do. It's not easy to get people to create video content. And if it was, as I say to my team, then a lot of people would have been doing it a lot sooner. So success is gonna be about who can build the best community for the creators because that's where it really all starts. Um, and we feel like we've got the right platform in place. We're seeing really great growth in our creator community, great growth in the engagement that we're getting with them. And that was really driven by the launch of the very first food-related creator fund that we launched late last year to our creator community. And that's been really, really successful for us. So it sounds like, oh, it's interesting because you kind of have several facets, right, to what's going on with Frankie's because you have the creators, which, as you say, is kind of the, the base of it all that, that, that fuels 
the whole system, but you also have the consumers and you have businesses as well, right? So are those kind of, is it kind of like a three-tier approach? How does that how does that work? Yeah, great question. Um, and that is the complexity of our, of our model underneath the water. So it's the you know, duck on top of the water, looks nice and smooth, but underneath it's all driven by content. And that's really where our focus has been. Three key stakeholders. It all starts with great quality content. And, and the challenge is, do you really need quantity of content or do you need quality? Um, I go back to the point, Jennifer, where if I ask you for a video, for a video, if I ask you for a recommendation of a restaurant to go to in your hometown and you say, listen, you've really got to try Joe's. It's a fantastic Italian restaurant. I go, great, I'm going to go there because I trust you. So the concept of trust becomes really important, which is why we've started with our Frankie Locals. We want to build their profile within the app. We want them to build their profile within the app because we want people to trust them. So that's where it starts. And at the moment, we've got over 9,000 video experiences within our application. Um, so they're doing a great job. Then it's about the consumer. So if you've got great content, then consumers will come and engage with that content, but more as a utility. So for myself, whilst I'm creating a little bit of content, I don't see myself as a content creator. I'm more of a consumer. And a consumer will use the app as a utility. Our key performance indicator for whether a consumer loves our app is the speed at which it takes to open the app, find a restaurant and book the restaurant because we know that that's been a seamless experience. And again, in my experience, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time doing a whole lot of research. I know that Jennifer, as a creator within the app, she's going to some great restaurants. I've been to a couple of her restaurants before. I'm just going to go straight to Jennifer's profile, look at where she's been. Like, If I like a particular restaurant there, I can book it straight from the app. So for me, it's more about utility. So if I get that ecosystem working, or if we get that ecosystem working, which we are, then businesses have got a fully engaged consumer um, platform that they can jump into to communicate one-on-one. -on -one. So that will then bring businesses. So at the moment, if you think about it, 9,000 video reviews we currently have from an engaged community of Frankie locals. And we're continually building that each and every day. We love more and more to um, have more and more creators join our platform. That then brings users. And as a user, I can still post a video review. If I love a place or if I want to post something, I'm more than um, capable of doing that because the editing software within the app is quite simple. But the reality is 95% of our content will come from the creators. Once that's on board, we'll then start to see businesses come on board, claim their page and start to promote to those consumers as well. So at the moment, we've got almost 2,000 businesses that have claimed their page on the app and starting to run promotions within the app that we call gigs, um, which is a really about promoting themselves to consumers to try their place because they may not have been there before, um, post a video review of their experience and allow them to share that with the rest of their community as well. So it really is those three key stakeholders, which again is a challenging model to get up and running. But from my perspective as the CEO of the business, that builds a really strong moat around our business. That's hard to replicate because it's not easy to get those three flywheels working in unison um, the way that we believe we have now. Well, it all sounds like genius to me. I think it's it's fantastic how you've kind of broken it down for us and you can kind of see how it, how it would 
if when executed correctly, all work together and they all fuel each other. Um, going back to a little bit of the, the idea of, you know, real users and authentic reviews. So tell us a little bit more about the reviews themselves. How do you, you know, obviously I'm sure it happens with negative reviews, right? Not every review is going to be a positive one or, or are they all positive? How do you handle the whole negative review aspect? Another, another great question, Jennifer, because that's a question we get asked from businesses all the time. Well, I'm not sure about video. What if people show something that, that I don't want them to show? And our answer to that is quite simple. It's a great feedback mechanism for any business. So first and foremost, it's harder for somebody to post a negative review on video. Why? Because it's a bigger lift. And we're finding at the moment, we, don't, we have very, very few negative reviews within the app. And if they are negative within the app, the business has got the opportunity to respond directly back to that consumer. And we see it as a great feedback mechanism. So everybody knows that um, restaurants sometimes have a bad night. Um, venues sometimes have a bad night. It might be a bit too noisy. It might be a bit too quiet and people might post that. We're not really seeing that from our creator community. Um, an interesting fact that I always point to is even with text-based reviews, people generally will go to a site to look at text-based reviews and either go to just show me all the one-star reviews and then they'll make a decision on one experience out of thousands and go, oh, look, there's been a really bad experience here. But again, if you look at it in context, there's a there's generally a whole lot more positive reviews than there are negative reviews. In fact, Yelp themselves will tell you that almost 70% of all of Yelp reviews are over four stars. So in my mind, that even shows the lack of relevance of written reviews. If 70% of them are all four stars and above, well, then what am I getting from written reviews? So at least with video-based reviews, if I get a negative text-based review, it's very subjective. They might say the, the waiter was really, really rude or the food came out cold. Well, how do I really know that that was the case? But with video, again, it's harder to make video lie. It's a bigger lift to post something negative with video. And we feel like people won't necessarily go to that length to do that. We see ourselves more as being an edited version. I'd like to think that all of the reviews on Frankie are, are great places to go to. The decision on whether you go there or not is based on your personal preference. I love a lively place. I want a quiet place. It's those kind of aspects that you can see as opposed to the food was cold or, or you know, it was dark and dingy or those things that negative reviews really are written for or the waitress was rude or we had to wait for 20 minutes or all of those things in our mind. We're hoping that that all gets edited out and they're not even posted. So when you come to Frankie, you at least know that most of the experiences that are being shared are going to be positive ones um, for one aspect or another. Whether you like that or not is then your choice of whether you make the decision to go there or not. And that's great because I think as a, as a consumer, I know that if I'm looking for the right place, that's where I go to find it, right? It's not necessarily to read what's bad about it, but I'm looking for a cool place and I'm going to find it on Frankie based on what other people are posting with their, their honest reviews of, of their experiences. So I think that's fantastic. Um, uh, Eugene, you've, really, you've told us about an amazing product and it sounds like obviously there's, of course, so much work um, that, that's done in, in getting an app up and running. So you have experience with this journey. And a lot of our listeners you know, are either app entrepreneurs or they're getting started in this space. Um, as an expert now in this field, are there any words of advice that you would give to maybe some of our listeners who are getting started in, in the mobile app and um, how to 
how to find success in this space? Yeah, great question. Uh, I mean, I, I love to build things. So I love nothing more than than helping um, those around me as well and trying to mentor my team. First and foremost, and I say this to everybody, you've got to start with the customer at the center of everything you do. There's no point in having an idea and building something if there's no real problem that you're solving. So with my marketing background, that was the first thing that I did. I came on board and really uh, challenged the idea of saying, well, why would anybody want to look at video experiences um, and really understand the problem that you're solving? So start with the customer, um, continue with the customer, finish with the customer. It's all about the customer. Continually test everything that you do. Our app has changed a number of different times based on the ongoing feedback that we get from our consumers, the ongoing feedback we get from creators, and the ongoing feedback that we're starting to get from businesses. So don't be afraid to fail fast, challenge the status quo, but ultimately listen to your customers. Uh, and then secondly, surround yourself with great talent. Um, I'm certainly not the um, most talented within our team when it comes to technology. I bring a certain skill to the business, which is more about the sales and marketing and understanding of the customer. I've got a great team of technologists. I've got a great head of product. I've got a great um, head of our creative um, and consumer, sorry, creative um, and content department. So surround yourself with the right talented people that are passionate um, everybody loves the idea, or a lot of people love the idea of getting involved in a startup, but it's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of long hours. There is no such thing as a nine to five. So you want talented, passionate people that really buy into the vision of what you're trying to create. Uh, and then lastly, and more importantly, make sure you measure everything. We continually uh, ensure that we know what our North Star is and what we're trying to achieve, and we continually measure that performance on an ongoing basis. You've got to measure everything we do because it's great to have a strategy, but if you don't measure the outcome of what you're trying to achieve, it's hard to then know whether you're on track or you're not on track. So start with the customer, surround yourself with talented and passionate people and measure everything you do. Uh, lastly, I'd just say, and make sure you're having fun because if you're not enjoying it, um, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours, but make sure you're having fun doing it. Um, we're having an absolute ball um, building Frankie and we'll continue to do so hopefully um, over the course of the next few years as we continue to evolve the product. It's not finished by any means and it never will be finished. We'll always continue to listen to the customer and continue to build it out. But yeah, that's, that's what I would say to anybody looking to start in the app space. Well, great words of wisdom. I think that that advice is definitely valuable. And uh, Eugene, I would just like to end it with a big thank you to you for taking the time to speak to us and sharing some of your expertise with us. And it was such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, I really appreciated the time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for joining today's episode on the App Growth Show. We hope you were able to take away some actionable insights and begin to understand the power of video in today's day and age. We hope you were able to see how using a creative and innovative approach like Frankie's could help you grow within your specific industry and take on these traditional apps. If you found today's episode to be helpful, please visit appgrowthnetwork.com and book your free call with us today to supercharge your mobile growth. See you in the next episode. Bye for now.